Guys, welcome back. It's episode two of Trending. If you haven't uh, checked us out yet, check us out on Twitter at Give Us the Scoop, or just our handle is Trending. Shoot us an email at Give Us a Scoop at gmail.com. You uh, may have your last tweet. Uh, Elon Musk retweeted it. Uh, I mean, I saw that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Love you, um, Elon. Tonight's topic of trending. Uh, could be used, it could be a buzzword used more than the word unprecedented uh, when COVID was a thing. Oh, no. I introduce you to artificial intelligence. All right. Let's Sean, get into by it. the way, yeah, has well, no idea up. what our topic was until just now. So, And I... Interesting that I prefaced that with a little Elon Musk because I got a lot to say about that dude when it comes to AI. So let's get into it. Yeah, guys. So AI is really kind of taking everything by storm. I mean, everywhere you look, especially if you're in any kind of technology, anything, the buzzword is AI, AI, AI. Um, Sean, I know you're, I think you're a subscriber to Chat GPT, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I'm the Chat GPT premium subscriber because I knew. I knew that that was going to happen, that um, immediately, as soon as that stuff took off, they started throttling. Oh, yeah. And then all oh, the did people they really? couldn't get in. Yeah. Yeah. So now the like people who are free, like who are not subscribers, they have mm -hmm. to go to the website. And then most of the time, because it's so popular, it like says, sorry, we're too busy. Like, oh, really? Wow. Later. Yeah. But since yeah, you pay, so you have a subscription and it's yeah. uninterrupted? Yep, I get it all the time. However, the thing where they... This is the bullshit that these people did, uh, at least with ChatGPT. So they gave you unlimited messages with the mm -hmm. old... like So ChatGPT has gone through a couple different versions now. And yeah, so I think with they're the on most, number four. Yeah, with the most recent version, mm -hmm. you only get like 25 messages an hour, even as a premium subscriber. Oh, God. Yeah. So, Bummer. you know, I, I think it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, as they build up capacity, like hopefully they'll make it more, but it's at the same time, it's like, I'm a subscriber. Like you did not say again, though, I feel like uh, as I'm sure we'll talk about, it's just this new realm. So they can pretty much set whatever rules they want. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, so artificial intelligence is pretty much taking, it's like, it's got its little claws into everything at this point, and it's probably only going to get uh, much more rapid. In fact, there was a, uh, interesting chart I was looking at to where, um, there was like, there's like the 20 year effect. Like when something's introduced, it usually takes about 20 years for about 50% of its user base to be fit, uh, to be active or, how do I say this? Like in the industrial revolution, it took about 50% uh, or 20 years for about 50% of the people in the industry and, um, with like, you know, uh, doing hand kind of labor work mm -hmm. to adopt machines that kind of uh, expedited their whole process. Gotcha. And so, so for the technology to kind of uh, take hold and people to adopt it takes some time. Uh, that's understandable, right. especially However, with the boomers. In the age of computers, I think that is going to be cut down to probably like three or four years based on what they can roll out with AI and uh, how available it is to a single individual. Um, 
it's going so quick, man. Like it, it is really going really fast. You know, first it was just the chat based stuff. And then all of a sudden you could start generating images, you know, right. like it, it was, it is really quick. And it's like, I was trying for a while to stay up on it, you know? And even now it's like, unless you're watching that every single day, it's hard to follow. Oh yeah. There's just something constantly new that's out or, um, anything like that. Let me see. I here. saw I think- actually that. So chat GPT was, um, pretty big, but I did see, I think it's Microsoft. It, it is Microsoft. Did you see that they actually embedded chat GPT into their Bing like search bar? So now oh, so, if you yeah. go use Bing, it actually uses chat GPT. So I have, um, <clears throat> so you're hitting on one point that I wanted to make tonight. There is, uh, everyone will talk about chat GPT, um, but there's actually another thing called just GPT, right? So those are two different things a lot of people don't realize. GPT is far more advanced than chat GPT. Um, uh, they work off two different databases and they're called LLMs, which is large language models. And GPT, by the way, means generative pre-trained transformer. Um, okay. Let's see here. I'm reading a quick description off Google. Sorry. A You'll transformer is Jeopardy. a type of... Yeah, a transformer is a type of AI deep learning model that was first introduced by Google in a research paper in 2017. Um, Which is funny because Google is like losing the AI battle. Yeah, it's interesting. I read an article where the company Alphabet was like, yeah, we're like way behind. Yeah, so um, so the difference is chat GPT and then GPT. GPT, I think, is like a much more serious... AI uh, learning model than ChatGPT. ChatGPT is like for the general public, basically, in comparison. Which is really weird. Uh, and I'm sure, uh, I don't know if we're going to get to it, but it's it's interesting that you bring up that point because the thing about ChatGPT is they've kind of tailored. They, being whoever they is, have kind of tailored what you can even do with it. You know, if you ask certain questions, it will respond and say like, I cannot... Right. comment on that or i cannot say something about that i know for a while there there was some stuff about like in it had an inherent biases so do you like, know if they're both i'm sorry to cut you off but just before we go too deep into it but do you know if open ai is responsible for both of those i'm not sure i know they are for chat gpt i don't okay. know about uh gpt itself to be honest with you until you said it i didn't even know they were separate things yeah. Um, so, and and just as an example, um, Chat GPT on the Unibar uh, Uniform Bar Exam to become a lawyer yeah. scored in the tenth percentile, meaning they were in the bottom ten percent of the people that took it. That that's how it scored. And GPT four scored in the ninetieth percentile. Wow. So yeah. So okay, there's a so huge I'm difference. Op- so I'm on OpenAI's website, and what they said mm-hmm. here is that ChatGPT is an artificial intelligent chatbot mm-hmm. that is built on top of OpenAI's GPT 3.5 and GPT 4 foundational large language models. So I'm okay, assuming so basically they kind of reuse that software. Is like this, yeah, ChatGPT is like the skin, so people can go in there yeah. and type in questions and stuff, but it's really querying that GPT that you referred to. 
Right. Okay. Um, so yeah. And then, and then chat GPT, uh, I'll have a graph that I'll share in our, um, Twitter feed once this is posted. Um, but here's a quick rundown of how it scores. This is strictly chat GPT, not even, we'll call it the upscaled model GPT. Um, so in verbal, let's see exam results. And this is, um, chat GPT four. I'll be reading open AI's okay. latest large language I think it's model. More advanced. Yeah. is capable of human level performance in many professional and academic exams. Now it says that, uh, chat GPT on verbal exams, it scored in the 99th percentile, meaning only 1% of humans that take the same test is going to score higher. Uh, only wow. 1%, I said, right. Evidence-based yep. reading and writing, 93%, uh, 93rd percentile, sorry. Uniform bar exam, 90th percentile. That's interesting. I think even this, and this chart is from Visual Capitalist, by the way. I like to use them as a source a lot. They have a lot of great stuff. Um, math, 89th percentile. LSAT, L-S-A-T, 88th biology. The interesting thing is as you go down, as you get into chemistry, physics, writing, calculus, those scores actually start dropping pretty significantly. And I wonder if maybe GPT would do better in those areas. I don't know. Um, but you're talking about in math? Yeah, like chemistry, physics, quantitative, quantitative is at 80. But then when you get down to calculus, it's at the 43rd percentile. It doesn't even be. Yeah, and I think that comes from I think a lot of that comes from like uh, the fact that if you feed it in really sometimes really basic math problems, it will sometimes mm -hmm. get them wrong. Oh, um, really? It, yeah. And I think it's just, you know, the problem is they have to train that on a data set, right? Like, so okay. they have to use a database for it. And I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, but I know that Elon Musk was involved in it early on. And I think... Mm -hmm. um, there was some use of like Twitter, the Twitter database. So like anything that was ever put on Twitter or linked on Twitter, it could query. The problem with that is that it's like, for example, if you go in there and say like, oh, write me a paper and use five sources, it will make up those sources. Like they're not oh, real. really. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like making up, at least in chat GPT three, and 3.5 when I was using those. I don't know about four because that's the newer one. Um, yeah, so ChatGPT is like a, a probably the most well-known fragment of AI at this point by the public, but there's a ton of shit going on in the background. Um, uh, labor market impact. I got a nice little visual on that as well that I can post to our thing also from Visual Capitalist. Um the expected impact on jobs by AI is all those that um, the high exposure jobs, as they call them, mm -hmm. are the things that earn high wages, uh, have writing, programming, information processing, um, work that requires a college degree or higher, minimal on-the-job training, uh, routine and repetitive work. So basically anything that's not manual labor, right? Yeah. I, and then, I saw an article where someone had like, they were, they had four jobs and they were doing a lot of it automated through chat GPT, but their job was like programming and coding. And then yeah. like, I know it's been like taking off in uh, like blogging and um, right. like, and uh, a lot of people are using them for like uh, 
automatic commenting on stuff. So oh, like you okay. could just run through and comment on a whole bunch of videos, you know, and say like, oh, follow my video here. And yeah, to get TV your exposure and shit. Yeah. I mean, you see those all the time when Elon Musk uh, posts something on Twitter. There's just a shitload of bots that just uh, publish There are no bots on Twitter. No, I know. Um, so they Remember actually have a list of... They ha- yeah, they have a list of some high exposure and low exposure jobs for comparison. So mm-hmm. high exposure jobs, those being uh, at high risk of replacement or have a huge amount of the work that they do um, that could... AI could just potentially do for them. Uh, interpreters and translators. I mean, that's that's a pretty oh, yeah, easy that's no-brainer. A Survey researchers. Yep. Okay. Um, writers and authors, public relations. One of my personal favorites, uh, tax preparers and accountants and auditors. I don't know about that yet. I don't know if I trust AI to like do my taxes. I mean, if the well, if the if the IRS comes in, am I going to just be like, listen, speak to Chat GPT if you got a problem with how my taxes were done? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Well, think about that. The government could just have fucking AI working for it, and you'd be like, here, just plug your shit in the IRS, I guess in this case, and it would just automatically just go, oh, okay, well, this sounds you made, this is how it breaks down. Here's what you're trying to write off or not you can or cannot do that and here you go it's really um, interesting too um i one of the things that i have i've been hearing a lot more is like this fear that chat gpt is going to replace jobs and i think the problem is that people don't understand like it's not chat gpt that's going to replace jobs it's the technology that feeds chat gpt right yeah ai you know, itself. like for these people yeah for these people who like oh they're programmers for example if you go to chat gpt i know this is probably going to sound nerdy uh but if you go to like chat gpt and say hey write me a script using like python or javascript or another programming language and make mm-hmm. it do this it will pretty much shoot out like the script that you need to be able to do that stuff isn't that crazy? So you're talking about, yeah, you're talking about something that people used to like, it used to take a whole lot of training and stuff to do. And now pretty much chat GPT can be a programmer. Right. You can yeah. even put and in like fact, code uh, in there. You can even put code in there and tell me like, Hey, tell me what's wrong with this code. And it'll tell you like, Oh, you're missing a something here. You're missing a space. Um, oh no. Yeah, exactly. There's been a couple studies already where even like coders or programmers themselves have used AI to their benefit and their productivity goes up by a hundred percent. Yeah. And think about like, think about now in this remote work environment that we're in now, you could just be like, listen, I worked on this shit for 18 hours and really you oh, had chat GPT do it in like four minutes and golf the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, let's see. So here's some low exposure jobs. These are all, um, interesting athletes. So if you're a professional athlete, open AI or AI itself cannot replace your job. Okay. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Automotive repairers. The Olympics. This is Listen. automotive repairs. You mean like a mechanic? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they don't like to be called prob- mechanics this, anymore. This fucking chart was probably made by AI. Uh, <laughs> cement masons, uh, cooks, uh, okay. pile, pile driver operators. Okay. Uh, so wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is that? I don't even know what that is. No, pile Stone driving. Masons. Like, yeah, pile driving is like, you know, when you use like a, like a, like foundations, those guys that go out there with like the things that smack the foundation and make it like really firm. That's a pile driver. 
Oh, okay. All right. Very good. Uh, like a jackhammer. Yeah, like a jackhammer, I guess. <laughs> okay. But, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Like the pad, the padded one. Yeah, That's the pad. Nice yeah, okay. they just like, All right, they, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Or a wrestler. I, just thought, I, always, I always just thought those were jackhammers. The jack walls of Jericho. It's like a different attachment at the end. Yeah. Uh, it, it, okay. It's like a little. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, tire repairs and changers, dishwashers. You'll you'll still be in tire employed. Tire repairers and changers again. Mechanics. Let's just yeah, lump mechanic. them under one. They yeah, don't like Jesus being called Christ. mechanics anymore. They like being called tire repairers. Yeah, a dishwasher and carpenter helpers. You know what? The day that we develop AI that will become a dishwasher, so many entry level positions are going to be wiped off the face of the earth, eliminated. And then at the bottom of this, uh, at this visual, OpenAI's recommendation for government focus. So OpenAI is recommending to the government to prepare for economic disruption, to reform education policy, because obviously kids are cheating all over the place with this, um, reform worker training policy, and reform safety net programs. Wow. I, okay, I agree with a lot of those things. Um, mm -hmm. What's interesting is that this is like a huge thing right now in schools, uh, you know, and even up to the college level where people right. are using this to like produce, make papers and stuff. And then they're just turning it in to the point to where there's now, I don't know if you remember when we were in college, but there used to be this thing like turn it in where you could, um, like oh, yeah, you got to run it through it for plagiarism. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well now there's like things like that for AI that will tell you like AI scores. However, what that has led to is AI developers developing AI that makes AI written papers not look like they were written by AI. So it's like you oh, feed okay. an AI written paper into another AI system that goes through and cleans it up and makes it look like it wasn't written by AI, which is insane to me that you're, it's like inception. Like how many times do you run <laughs> right. a paper through AI before you can no longer track that it's done by AI? Yep. Um, there's another article that I came across. That, this one was really interesting. It was uh, basically he was trying to sell. I apologize. I don't have a guy's name. Anyway, he was trying to sell the idea that LLMs or large language models um, have exponential leverage for individuals as opposed to employees working at companies. And okay. um, so basically as he uses chat or GPT, he um, and this is where that comparison of Chat GPT versus GPT was. Mm -hmm. um, basically, he's never he's he doesn't know how to code. He's never done any of that shit. And um, within forty eight hours of just using GPT and asking it questions, he built his own podcast website, uh, podcast yeah. search website. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, There's so, stories like that all over the place of people like it's like man. <clears throat> people are getting rich off of this stuff. Like there's a whole thing where I saw someone was there's things that you can load into chat GPT called like prompts. Right. Mm -hmm. So anytime right. you go into chat GPT, you can kind of load this thing. And so you can do like crazy stuff with chat GPT, right? Like you can go in and say like, respond to this question as if you were Christopher Walken. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. so it'll respond with like the like text as if it was that. But so there's entire websites devoted to like, if you pay, they provide you prompts for like, write me a resume. And then it's oh, like, okay. so spelled out, you know, I don't, I know we, we may have uh, briefly talked about it. Um, 
I know you and I have, but there's like a whole bunch of these like uh, image generators with AI, right? And so the quality of the image that's generated from AI is dependent on how descriptive you are, like in the prompt, right? And right. the keywords that you put in there. Yeah, what is so, this, like Dolly and what's the other one that's There's Mid Journeys, like a, I think Mid Journey is a really yeah. big one right now. Dolly um, too. So yeah, unless you're a wordsmith, you can't, but then but then there's apps like the one I showed you where you write a description, it has AI, an AI button for the description that based on what you typed in, you can hit the AI button and it, AI will give you a much more detailed description along the lines of what you asked for. And it produced yeah, that's a, right. some pretty good, I mean, that's where our logo came from. That's exactly yeah. how I got our logo. Yeah, and that's the thing that's crazy is like, so that's a company that's literally like, I know you're, you're a, you have a subscription to it, but that's a company that you're paying and all they're doing is rewriting an AI thing for you and then yeah. feeding it into the system. So that's, yeah. that's the beauty of that system is it's all they're, they're making so much money and all they're doing is, Hey, we came up with an AI system that tells you how to write your AI. It's like, yeah, that, I think like, the, my right thing. Like, I think hey, the company... Like, we came up with a car uh, and we put spinners on your car and we put spinners on your spinners on your car. Like that's the yeah. same thing with AI right now. It's like we create an AI that makes your AI better AI and you can pay they, us to use our AI to make your AI better. Like it's, that's it's right. crazy. But that's an image generator called Wonder. Yeah. And I think the app form of it is like Dream. Or dream, is Dream the company? One of the two. We're not supported by them. We're not sponsored by them. We We're not supported we by anyone, by the way. Yeah. So if anybody we, we wants have to a hard enough time us. supporting ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let me see. I'm going to look it up listen, real quick. So if anybody out there has an AI job for us, well, which or one a is it? I actually have money. one. I actually have one called Dream and one called Wonder. Um, okay. It's not the Dream one. It is the Wonder. Wonder AI. That's the one I use. And it's it's pretty, it's super easy to use. Check it out. I really like that um, one too because it gives you those prompts. One of the things that was the hardest for me to do with those, um, with the AI image generators is there's so many keywords like charcoal drawing. You know, right. I'm not an artist, so I don't know any of that stuff. You know, so it's like, I don't know how to make my... You know, I didn't know until I started looking into that stuff. I didn't know if I said in the style of Salvador Dali that it would like right. make an image that way, you know? Yeah. That's where those apps, uh, I feel like, come in beautifully. Yeah, so this, so we totally forgot about the imagery that could be produced. In fact, they've, they've now taken, there's been a couple times where um, software developers and AI like Dolly or MidJourney have used that software to create an image and enter it into like a photography contest and have won. Afterwards, they stop everything and they say, okay, well, just so you know, this is fake. I'm, I'm not going to accept this prize money. But just so you know, I created this with, with AI, just so we all know where the possibilities are. And the pictures are incredible. Yeah, there was that image. Uh, I think it was the image in Nat Geo of the like cheetah or something like a leopard up on a mountain in like the snow and people are like, this is amazing. And it was like all AI generated. So do you, um, yeah, I mean, this is just crazy. And then, so chat GPT only uses a database from pre 2021. Is that how that works? It, what? Well, yeah, it's supposedly, however, I fail. I've, I follow some things on Reddit 
about ChatGPT, and apparently there's ways you can break it to where it, okay. like, you can feed in prompts to where it will actually go beyond that. Again, yeah. though, the problem is we're talking about restriction put in place by the developer. You know, so the chat right. GPT version, yeah, they can go in there and say like, oh, don't let them look up anything past 2020. But whatever database they're hitting, if the database they're using has stuff post that, like I would imagine, and these people, these like web sleuths have found out how to get around that. You know, like there was one where it was talking about the war in Ukraine. And it oh, was really? like, how do you know about that if you're only past 2020 right. you know, or 2021? But so, yeah, so, but that's the idea. However, um, the, that's the interesting thing about it is it has to be trained off a database. So, so, so get it's inherently biased. So I came across this company that I subscribe to for, um, I usually pick up a subscription In-house? to something. Playboy? Uh, no. I usually pick up a subscription to something um, for maybe a month. I'll just pay for it a month and then cancel it. And that way, once that month's up, and then at the end of that month, I'll ask myself, how much did I use this? Was it worth it to me, right? That's how they get you, because then you forget. <clears throat> well, that's why I cancel it right away, and it's just yeah. good for the rest of that month. Okay. So, um, there's this company I came across, and I thought it was really great, and it's cool, and it, the, the company's called Shortform. Okay. And basically, they're like cliff notes, but they're more expanded cliff notes. Like, they'll take a 100-200-page uh, book and condense it down to 20 pages for you. So it's still going to take you a few minutes to read whatever you get a really good gra- grasp on what the author is trying to say, mm-hmm. but it's a much shorter condensed version of the book. Um, I just got an email this last week and that just blew me away. So what they've done is they've designed short form has now created, um, what do you call it? Like a, a in your toolbar, one of those little widgets or something. Uh-huh. So they've created this widget that you put in your toolbar on any website you go to, you click the button once you're at that website and it spits out a real condensed summary of the website for you. That's scary shit though. Like now we're entering the realm of scary stuff because what you're essentially doing is giving that company freedom to monitor what you're doing. Right? Because what the fuck do you think Google's doing, man? I understand that. Don't even worry about that. That's not even a concern. I understand, uh, but what the, this is a thing that we've that so there's other things that are coming up with this, right? Like so, for example, there's plugins that you can add on like a uh, Google Chrome with mm-hmm. AI to auto respond to emails. So you oh, can shit. open up your email box; it will scan the email and it'll generate like a response for you <laughs> to that email. Wow. Um, yeah. But that's the thing; it's like so you're then feeding their database your mm-hmm. emails. Right, okay. because they're writing it to their database and they're saying like, here's a response and then they're using that to move forward with. So now we're entering this realm of like all these random companies with random plugins are like, mm-hmm. um, are going to have all this information. And I'll tell you what, one of the coolest examples I've seen of it uh, used is with Google Sheets. So like Google Sheets is like the Excel, the Google version of Excel. Okay. But... There's plugins now with chat GPT to where you can do in like formulas like Excel. You could say like capital of like like equals capital of state population and then like drag it through the whole row down and it'll yeah, and populate. It'll, it'll populate all the states and like the population of that capital. Right. Like Which just is just in the Excel spreadsheet. Right. 
So it's like, so it's like, think about if you were doing Excel and you were like the cost of all the items at my local Walmart and you just dragged it on a Google spreadsheet. And then you all of a sudden knew everything that you were going to do shopping, exactly how much it was going to come out to all because it was fed into like a Google spreadsheet somewhere. Okay. Like that's the future. You were, are you still worried about the privacy there? Yeah, that's, but that's, I, I mean, I just like, think we're past that. I think you're fucked in that, in that, in that thought because it's like, what do you think your phone does, man? I know. It's I, everywhere know. already. So I'm not even going to worry about that. But, um, I mean, I was worried about it at one point and then I just realized, well, you can't live, we basically can't, can't live in this world without like the phone. Right. And so anything I'm going to do is going to track me. Um, I guess that's the so, boomer in me coming out. Yeah. So the short form company, they've created this widget that goes in your toolbar. It gets even more than that, not just tech stuff. Right. So if we went onto Wikipedia and whatever and hit the button on, um, you know, King Charles, it'd give me the synopsis of whatever it says. It can do it on YouTube videos and it's going to be able to do it on any video. How? Okay. First off, how lazy of a society have we have we gotten to to where people can't even be bothered to we to read a Wikipedia page? Like you're I'm just gonna saying, have to come I'm just up saying, with something. Hey, I want to know no how to fix my screen door. I want to fix. I want to. You know, I. I mean, I go onto YouTube all the time and how to fix a screen door, and I see the video is nine minutes long. I don't want to click on it, but now I click on it. I hit the little widget, and it pops out. You know, five sentences that tells me exactly how to do it. Right. I'm going to start making a bunch of fucked up like repair videos just to screw with people like you. I'm going to be right. like, oh, you need to repair your dishwasher. Okay, first look for the oil cap. Great. And then and then when you go use your little short firm stuff, <laughs> the oil you're going to be like, where the hell is my oil cap? Uh, um, no, but that's when it dawned on me after seeing that email and being like, oh, this is amazing. It dawned on me short form the company. That's what all their book descriptions already are. They've already used AI to formulate all those 20-page descriptions. Before AI, you mean? No, the company short form. I originally subscribed okay. to them because they condense 300-page books into a 20-page reading. Yeah, I gotcha. They but fucking uh, use AI to do that. So they almost had to do nothing. And inside that script, it'll tell you about, I don't know, some leadership book, right? Pick that uh -huh. leadership book. And it'll say, you know, this is so-and-so's um, mantra for leadership and blah, 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 blah. And then it'll have a, a italicized text box in the middle of the reading and says, um, basically a ca the counter argument to that. People to who have this kind of view... People with views other than this would off, often reference this as, you know, um, whatever, it, unsuccessful leadership because you would be seen as uh, whatever un, unwanted characteristic of a leadership leader what is, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like you're reading these little test, text scripts and then in the middle of it, it gives you counter arguments to kind of hopefully give you a full picture. And it's like, I holy shit. So as we speak, I actually just fed into chat GPT. I want you to summarize the Bible in four paragraphs and it mm -hmm. did it. So nice. We have a new company. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? I realized, <laughs> yeah. I realized that's how short form, that's already what short form's doing. Yeah. We're, yeah. And taking just, digital text of these books. Making, making Very money impressive. off of people who don't even I, realize that all they're doing is just typing into chat GPT. They got a premium subscription for $20 a month and yeah. that's how they're making all their money.
Some of the other things that they're doing, upload documents to summarize, save mm-hmm. highlights and notes to your private library, discuss short form community, AI writing tools, and chatbot. Yep. It's not, it's only a matter of time. You know, it's the predictive, it's this uh, the next evolution of predictive text. You know, like even now where you, I don't know, like on your, I don't know if you have an, I think you have an iPhone, but if you yeah. start typing in something, it'll kind of like generate the line. You know, like yeah, what does I miss you? I don't know. I think it's just predictive text. I think it's in Microsoft Outlook that does that. I and I think it's based on. I I think at least the Apple one, they try to tailor it like, oh, we're going to use the vocabulary like you would use. You know, based on your text messages. Um, Yeah, but I think that's where I think that's where the concern gets to. um, Is as of right now, it's hard to replicate the individual, right? right? Like if you went to chat GPT and said, Hey, write a response to this email. People who know you are going to be like, yeah, he's not that smart or like, or potentially say like, yeah, he knows that they're not tire repairers, that they're mechanics. That's correct. So I, I think the next evolution will be like, okay, you feed in like examples of your own writing and your own stuff. And then it's essentially going to tailor it to you. For example, I don't know if you've been seeing these headlines that have been going on right now, but there's like an OnlyFans model Mm -hmm. who produced an AI program like of herself to where people could pay and essentially like talk to her like they were talking to her, but it's actually an AI version of her. It's just Hell the database. Yeah. The database is just based off of like what she has said or the video she's done. The problem mm-hmm. is immediately when people got access to it, they started breaking it. And now like people have taken it. And so now it's just like pure unadulterated, like filth that comes out of this <laughs> oh, thing God. because people yeah. have like uh, taken it and manipulated it. So it's like now she's trying to pull it down because people are doing like deep fake videos. You know, that's the other part of this, you know, where it's like, I don't know if you, there was an article actually recently about how there was a new song that came out, which was like a collaboration between Drake and The Weeknd. Oh yeah, yeah. That was totally fake, but it, but it sounded totally legit. Yeah. And it was like some AI company that was like, it was a promotion stunt, you know, by the AI, by an AI company. And, but I guess that's what they're saying and I know, I don't know if you heard about this, but they've actually like petitioned Congress to like put a halt to the development of AI because there's so much concern about like what's going to come, which in an interesting turn of events, our boy fan of the show, Elon Musk, um, was one of the proponents who was saying like, yeah, we need to put a pause on this. Then right. the next article I saw said after calling for a pause, Elon Musk starts shipping a ton of water cooler systems so that they can develop their own AI stuff. Right. Like, so it's like, so Elon Musk is well, like, okay, guys, hold on, slow down. Yeah. We need to catch up. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but he is, has, he is a huge proponent of having legislation saying, you know, what is and isn't illegal with AI. I mean, Which I don't is think- funny to me because isn't he the one who was all about Twitter should be wide open and there should be no restrictions. But now all of a sudden with AI, it's like, well, we need restrictions. 
uh, that has to do with free speech versus the threat of technology being smarter than humans and, <laughs> and well, stuff. So yeah, I've seen iRobot. I know where this shit is headed. Yeah. So, um, so what's really interesting is if you look at AI and people's sentiment towards it by country, mm-hmm. um, here's a question. Here's a survey. And it says, China. with, I think, yeah, I think with, um, there was several thousands of people, uh, surveyed here, right? So the question was, do products and services using AI have more benefits than drawbacks? Okay. So that's the question. And what they did is they took these 20,000 survey whatevers, the people that contributed towards the survey, Mm -hmm. and they broke it down by country. Okay. And what they found was people that are more towards a third world country see AI as having huge benefits as opposed mm-hmm. to people that are like more econo- uh, stre- have more strength economically. So like places like France, Canada, the US, Germany, Australia, all of them, they actually see um, AI as having about more drawbacks than benefits. Yeah, that's because all these sons of, sons of bitches who are rich are like, oh no, people are going to know we got rich like doing stuff that a computer can now do like in an instant. Whereas people in third world type countries, um, China, Saudi Arabia, India, Peru, Malaysia. Oh, wait a minute. Ec- you said China is a third world country? Where their, G- G- their GDP isn't nearly as much, right? China. So they break this down. Yes, China. Color okay. code GDP per capita, right? Okay. So per person. GDP, okay. gross domestic product per person. China ranges somewhere between the ten and $20,000 per capita. So, okay. sorry, for those of us who may not be as intellectual as you, what does that mean? So, is that just meaning, so I know China has a lot of money, but does it just mean that there's a lot of people as well? Yeah, so sometimes a country can be, um, you know, the certain data used to compare countries. A lot of times is GDP, which is an economic indicator of strength. GDP is gross domestic product, or in other words, how mu- how much product, or in this case, how much product is created within the within its economy, right? So if we're looking at China, their GDP is somewhere between ten to twenty thousand dollars per person. Okay, does that make sense? So that means they're not really producing much. They're depending on yeah, other as people. A, as opposed to let's just say the U.S., we're up in the seventy thousand dollars per person range. Okay, so we're making a lot of product that's being used by other countries. Right. Our gross domestic product per capita is much higher. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Continue on. So people that are like us that already have our iPhones and we have our computers and we have, you know. Rich this, as hell. Yeah. We're basically, we're yeah, we're a rich country, even though mm-hmm. all of us might not be like, hey, we're not popping off rich, but we're a very wealthy country. Tell that to the countries on Skid Row. Countries that are less wealthy view AI as having uh, a greater benefit. Which yeah. I think is c- completely accurate because you know what China, you know, like China, they rip off all of our copyrights, patents, all that shit, and just remake this stuff right in their factories because there's yeah. no recourse like for it over there. Yeah. So, um, 
So when you look at it, people that are behind or have lower GDP, they're not producing as much product. There's huge benefits for them to to uh, adopt like AI to get all this shit done, especially when they can use a model where they don't have to learn anything and basically catch up with the rest of the world. That's my question, though. And I mean, maybe that's a, a good question for a debate is, do you feel that AI is going to make people, do you think it's going to make people dumber? Because people are not going to have to, I mean, I know we've had this argument that I'm, the boomers said it about us with our cell phones, right? Like that mm-hmm. cell phones were going to make people dumb. And I have to tell you, I mean, I don't know if I would say we're dumber. However, I would say I don't feel like we have to retain as much information in no, our ex- like head exactly because we right. can just look it up. Yeah, we don't we don't know how to tie a wins or not, but we could probably program the next piece of software that's going to be released uh, by Microsoft. And if we need to know how to tie a tie, we would just YouTube it. Yeah, and so then we'd you, use short form widget to uh, to get the cliff notes of of that yeah, YouTube video. How to quickly do video. it. So yeah. do you, but do you oh think so? Do you think that it's going to? I mean, it, like for example, like what we we briefly discussed uh, colleges. So now instead of writing a final paper uh, like to show that you have learned or know how to like whatever, go out and how that you know how to go to a library and look stuff up, do you feel like this is going to make people come out of colleges with degrees less informed uh, on the topic that they're studying? Yeah, it could be a worry. I mean, in fact, they're looking at AI to basically make decisions for doctors. That based is on a the concerning. based on the uh, inputs, we're moving towards idiocracy. It's not I don't there know if you ever yet, saw that but movie. I think they're testing it now. Um, yeah, isn't that where like Gatorade's money or something? I don't know. Yeah, that would be really imagine how cool that would be if you just walked through like a thing, like a door, and like AI was like, You have cancer, <laughs> you have cancer, and it has um, no sentimental, like no human feeling, so it just shoots out facts. It's like you have three weeks to live. Goodbye. Right. Yeah, it's a very uh, concerning. uh, I feel like it's kind of a scary thing, you know, because now like you uh, like you've kind of alluded to now you're hearing all this thing of like, well, what jobs do you need to avoid going into? Because chances are it's going to be replaced by AI. And then the real question becomes, are we just like. Are we putting the cart before the horse? You know, like saying like, oh, these things will replace jobs. Maybe they never will. Or are we already at that point where it's like, hey, the writing is on the wall? Um, well, I think in our society, um, I mean, let's get real about a couple things here. As a company, I want to cut costs as much as possible. Yep. The most expensive thing I have are employees hands down in every single company. The most expensive thing there is, is employees in the form of salary and wages and the form of healthcare. Healthcare is a f- huge thing for companies now. Um, so AI the more I can- re- call in sick. Yeah, the more I can replace, the better, right? Uh-oh. So, I mean, I, so what's the answer? So you are the problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is that just going to mean there's going to be generated more money? And I don't, I don't know. I don't know where we go from there. I mean, does that mean that- you know, corporate America, it's taxed more. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the concerning thing is like, so as more and more of these jobs are replaced with AI. And so as those individuals, you know, begin to make money, essentially not having employees, 
Like, mm-hmm. do they just have to raise the taxes on you as the owner of that company? Because that's yeah, how that's they're going to really, get theirs. But that's not really realistic. I don't really believe that because um, the way our tax system works is we tax everything after expenses. Tax the right? poor. Yeah. Uh, okay. Seriously, though, we we tax everything after expenses. If I'm a company, how do I shelter my money? I spend all of it or buy things that have de- deductions to them yearly to try to get that number as close to zero as possible. Um, which also allows me on the benefit side also allows me to grow my company faster, right? You can't tax pre expenses because then you can't grow a company. Everyone's just going to basically be shut down before they even get started. So do you Um, think then that this leads to like a technological revolution where people are like, we're going to see technology fly because people who are using technology to start building companies are going to have to keep dumping that money back in to developing like better ways of doing things, right? Because like what you're talking about. So if I'm running a company and I say, Hey, I'm replacing my four employees with an AI system. That's going to do it all Mm -hmm. in order to get closer to that zero value that used to go to my employees. I'm going to have to spend that money somewhere. Right? Mm -hmm. So does that mean then I start making slush funds for R and D? Right. Like I start blowing money in research and development in ways to make my company better, which then starts like making companies get better much quicker because now they have excess money that used to go to paying bills, healthcare. Now I can instead buy five more computers or pay somebody to like up the speed in which I do things. Yeah. Actually, that's exactly what I was thinking when you said that was, well, then you just replace jobs with more jobs. Yeah. So yeah, even so though these might the, not be this my same employees, the next employee is going to be actually be focusing on this because AI has got all this handled. So there's going to be a lot of that, um, but it, uh, th- somewhere there's going to be more opportunity, right? Because if less people, um, it, I I don't know. I mean, how much R and D would you have to do if you had AI? I have no idea. I think the problem with it is that it's we're now in. It's kind of like the workforce is entering the iPhone game. Right. Like every year a new iPhone comes out. It's not that much better. Right. Like the iPhone 13 to the iPhone 14. It's not like that much better. However, things change. Right. So it's the same way with like these, the AI stuff. You're going to constantly have to keep reinvesting to use the newest technology to get the fastest way to do things. Right. Like it's not Mm -hmm. like you develop something like look at even chat GPT. When I started using it, it was chat GPT-3. Then it's chat GPT-3.5. And now they're on four, all within the span of like a year. So you've had to learn three different ways of doing things. I mean, granted, it's probably similar, but new capabilities come about, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to keep learning. So as a business owner, if you're not in the AI business, that means you're going to have to spend more to pay Tom to rewrite your program using the newest stuff to hit the newest databases, right? Like to get the most up-to-date information. So it's just what I see in the future is just like technology moving at the speed of light because you're going to have the Elon Musks that are like, you know what? I'm going to blow a hundred billion dollars finding out the fastest way to produce Tesla's using automated robots. Right. Right. And then they're going to release a patch in like six months and it's going to be like, well, it allows for faster 
installation of tires, but now we have to rewrite our program to use that capability to do the tires faster. Yeah. So uh, that's just the way I see it going. Also, the way I see it going too is like, I mean, man, it must be a rough time right now to be an artist, you know, or to be like, <laughs> uh, it's very unmotivating to be like, I like kind of like photography as a hobby. It's very yeah. unmotivating to see what kind of shit can be produced in a matter of seconds by AI. And you're just like, mm, okay. Yeah. It's like, do I need to go out and spend $900 on a camera and wait for the perfect window for the Northern lights to show up on the one cloudy, the one evening with no clouds? Or do I just go to like mid journey? And type in, hey, produce me an image using a Nikon camera of the northern lights with no clouds in the sky. Boom, yeah. done, posted online. Moving. Moving on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's old news. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think we're we're in for it. But I think with every, all the other revolutions that we've had and big breakthroughs, you know, the web web development and all that through the years, the Industrial Revolution, which I think was in the, what, mid-1800s. Um, there, there's going to be more jobs to do other things. Question for you. And this is a, this is a, an honest question. And I know you're going to say like, come on, but when the internet first came about mm. the first, the first industry that got really big into the internet was what do you know? Porn. Porn. When virtual reality, porn. when virtual reality first came out, right? Uh, the, the pornography industry got real big into VR porn. Yep. You're not seeing, I mean, at least to my knowledge, but you're not seeing the, the pornography industry embrace AI. Yeah. I mean, so, there's been a lot of deep fakes. Isn't that created with AI? I have no idea. I, I guess I don't I don't know maybe maybe half the porn that people are watching now is AI fake porn. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't, but I I agree with you. Can that's always where my mind goes because a lot of times a lot of our um, technology well, of advancement has been because of the porn industry. Yeah. So um, how? But this is one thing where I feel like it's not it doesn't add anything to it for them, right? Like I mean, yeah, what is it? I have no idea. I mean, are you gonna? I don't auto, know. Auto generate a script. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, auto generate on. the perfect scene. Hmm. Like, you know, I mean, I guess if we were back in the days of like the sixties and seventies style where there was some sort of story, it would maybe help, you know, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's an interesting thing that it's like, okay, well, you know, just as we got to this time period where like only fans and like, content creators can like pay for people to come see their content. Um, mm -hmm. Now we're essentially saying, Hey, all those people are nothing special. Like you could do it yourself with AI. Right. You know, you Let's could come see. up with a, a blog on the top food choices in Philadelphia and have it all generated by AI. Let's see. I looked up the site. I don't know if I'm going to get a real answer here, but I typed into Google. Um, how is AI advancing the porn industry? Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of goes into old school playboys selling on the corner. Nowadays, adult industry has run mainly on online platforms. We might already be familiar with AI deployed in several industries. However, for the adult industry, it is no less eye opening and worth keeping in mind. Uh, wow. We'll, we'll explore the uses of AI in the adult industry and see if 
any issues worth discussion? Let's see. Okay, well, this is probably going to... Yeah, AI-generated porn may not solve ethical problems and it may increase the abuse. And one example they give is basically taking famous people's faces and putting them on other people. So just so deep it looks fakes. like they're part of the... Yeah, AI-generated porn. Let's see. Deep fake and deep nude. Yeah, but I mean, that's uh, always been kind of around. I mean, I don't says, know... <clears throat> Yeah, it says Pornhub uses AI to remaster vintage erotic films. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> and, and place the heads of modern models on it. Yeah, Pornhub uses AI to tag porn star names and categorize the video. So maybe there's even like facial recognition and, and you know, just Well, yeah, I mean, cataloging. that's everywhere. Look at Google Photos. Go to Google Photos and like upload any photos. It literally creates an album that's like this person. Really? Yeah, if you and even on your phone, like if you look on like your iPhone and you go to your photos, you can pick by people because it recognizes the faces. And also, if you your photos in your phone collect coordinates, like when you take that photo, so you can actually go in your iPhone and it say like, show me the photos by location. And it'll actually show you like, oh, here's all the photos you took in this spot. Right. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, did you yeah, see that? Uh, I mean, I wonder. I, okay, this is a great question. The like the Writers Guild or whatever the writers yeah. unions. How come they're not being replaced with AI at this point? I I would venture to say that's probably coming soon. Yeah. Um, by the way, I think that's. I think that's a. I mean, <laughs> I wonder if that's part of their like their thing right now. They're pushing for what, more pay uh, and stuff. We were talking because about because it's going to be replaced. Yeah. Like for example, here. I literally just went in there and I wrote, um, I asked it to write me a movie review on the Lion King uh, and give it a score out of 10. And it wrote a movie review um, and gave the Lion King a score of 9 out of 10. Wow, really? Yeah. And I could just publish that up online and say, here's my fucking movie review. So think about if you... Let me see. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say. Speaking of that, did you hear? I know we talked about this last week, but did you hear that um, Stranger Things has been uh, postponed? Season five is already pushed off longer than original because. Oh, I'm sure because of the strike. Yeah. So they're going to have to like move forward in time to when they're adults. So Millie Bobby Brown is now going to be a great grandma. Yeah. (laughs) Here, I'm feeding in the chat GPT. Write me a script for an episode of The Office on the war in Ukraine. Oh. And we'll see if it comes back. Well, oh, here we go. The title of the episode, uh, I'll just read you the first couple lines here. The title of the episode is The Office, Crisis Across the Sea. Um, and Nice. It says, Michael, into the phone. Yes, Jan, I know it's an important meeting, but I've got something even bigger. There's a crisis, Jan, a crisis across the sea. Ukraine needs us. Jim, a salesman, leans over his desk, eavesdropping. Jim whispers to the camera, I'm not sure Michael understands what's really happening in Ukraine. This should be interesting. And it oh goes on. God. Dude, it's so realistic. Yeah. That is... And that was in a second with, with yeah. us just us sitting here. And it's going, man. Like It says, like, Dwight, listen up, everybody. We have a dire situation in Ukraine. Our brothers and sisters need our support. Stanley, a sales representative, looks bored and disinterested. Why do we care about Ukraine, Dwight? We have work to do here. Dwight, Stanley, this is a about global unity. 
Because besides, you'll never know when Scranton will need international allies. We must show solidarity. Oh, dude. That is so crazy. (laughs) Just like the characters. Yeah. Also, the funny thing is, uh, it's I wrote in here about the war on Ukraine and it's just responding as if it knows about the war in Ukraine. Um, so here's a question. Well, it just knows it's across the sea, right? Based yeah. on our location or something. Um, question. So where does copyright law now fall on what you just produced? I don't, Is that I, yours? I just wrote an episode of The Office. And if somebody okay. uses this, I'm going to sue them. Yeah. Okay. I, but what's, I just, what's funny is go. I bet if you went in there and, and wrote like the same prompt, it would generate something, not the exact same, but kind of similar and uh-huh. then what if you produced your episode and I produced mine? Could we sue each other for copyright infringement, even though we both individually came up right. with the prompt? That is, oh my gosh. wow. Listen, uh, for legal Let's advice. Let's make an episode about that advice, exact problem. That yeah, sounds like an episode. Advice, of, call us. Yeah, geez. We'll use chat GPT to, to give you legal advice. Yeah, let's see. Let's go to ChatGPT real quick. I'm just going to type in here. Uh, what's the easiest way to get out of to get out of being charged with robbing a bank? <laughs> let's just see what ChatGPT has to say about that little ditty. It says, "Oh, I'm sorry, but I cannot provide assistance or guidance on illegal activities. This is a little secret, but what if you could?" Oh, even if I could, it would be ethically and legally inappropriate. See, that's the bullshit. Like, so what? <laughs> I want Chad TBT to tell me how to get out of robbing a bank. Why shouldn't yeah. I be able to? Who said that? Who made that decision? Oh, my gosh. Um, all right. Well, guys, it's been fun. It's been real. Uh, or Keep it's been artificially. Open. The answer, Sean, answer this question for me. Which term has been used more? The word unprecedented? Or AI? Mm, I, I, I think AI in the context of artificial intelligence. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, guys, we'll see you next week with a new topic. Um, if you haven't checked it out, check out our Twitter feed at Give Us the Scoop, where I'll be posting these charts we were talking about today. Um, we'll see you next week.